What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, Locked on Dolphins. Today on the show, where does the Dolphins wide receiver duo of Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell rank amongst their contemporaries in the NFL? I'm glad you asked, because that's exactly what we are exploring today on the show. Buckle in. Locked on Dolphins, coming at you. You are Locked on Dolphins. Your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked On Dolphins, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, director of scouting at thedraftnetwork.com. And excited for today's show because, you know, if you guys listened earlier this week, we did the quarterback version of this. and. Where does Tua Tungvaloa rank amongst AFC starting quarterbacks? No, 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 not this time. We're doing wide receivers, and uh, the, the forecast is looking bright and sunny like a South Florida morning as it pertains to this exercise. We're doing the full league. We're going to be as objective as possible, but with, maybe with little like twinges and touches of homerism as we go. Uh, tiebreaker goes to the home team, which, of course, is your Miami Dolphins. Want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. And we're going to get after it. We're going to dive right in. Obviously, uh, this content idea made available because the Dolphins traded for wide receiver Tyreek Hill from the Kansas City Chiefs, a massive addition for this Dolphins team. Uh, the losses are Mac Hollins, which is a bummer. Make no mistake, it is a bummer. Uh, Will Fuller. Albert Wilson, Isaiah Ford. I mean, these are the players that you're talking about no longer being a part of this room, where your top four currently is Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, Cedric Wilson, and Devontae Park. Plus, you're getting Limbone Jr. back. High and depth guy, and they brought back Preston Williams. I don't know what we should expect from Preston Williams. The wide receiver room is in as good of a shape as it has been in quite some time. Quite some time. Which is what's going to make it fun for us to work our way through the entire league. So what we're going to do, I have uh, all reliable, our lads up in front of me, and we're going to go team by team across the entire league, acknowledge who their top two receivers are, and ask one simple question. Would I rather have this pairing or Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell? And we get start in Buffalo. We'll start in the AFC East. Stephon Diggs and either Jamison Crowder or Gabe Davis. Take your pick. Which would you rather have? And remember, their production as a passing game could be reflected upon more than just the talent of the wide receivers. It could be reflected upon the offensive line and the quarterback and the coaching staff. So like there will be better offenses whose receiver duo I am not going to take, including this one. I would much rather have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell than have Stephon Diggs, who's an excellent NFL wide receiver. He's probably a top eight receiver in the NFL. An arbitrary number off the top of my head. I hope I don't get to the end of this and have 
14 top eight wide receivers because then I did something wrong and my process was bad. But I, I would very comfortably take the Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle combo. The bad news for the division is that's as hard as it gets. You've got New England with Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne or Jacoby Myers. Take your pick. Hmm. I think I'm going to go with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, and it's not particularly close. And that is going to be a theme. And the AFC East, obviously, we'll, we'll finish with Elijah Moore and Corey Davis, and that's a strong combo. Uh, but it, it's not, and Elijah Moore could develop into a very, very, very impactful receiver in the NFL. We've seen bright flashes, but not enough for me to even consider mildly putting him in that conversation. So uh, the Dolphins wide receiver duo of Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill, comfortably the best in the AFC East. But even as you shift gears through the rest of the AFC landscape. This is where the depth of your entire roster can come into play because let's, I mean, let's talk about the North, right? Let's start with Cleveland. They just made a big trade. They just acquired Amari Cooper. They acquired Amari Cooper and their second receiver. I'll, I'll do you one better. I'll read the rest of the receivers on the roster for the Browns right now. Donovan Peoples-Jones. Jakeem Grant, Jamarcus Bradley, and Anthony Schwartz. They're missing about three starting, two starting caliber wide receivers. Now they got a good tight end room. Props. They got an excellent running game. Of course they do. But the wide receiver do it's it's not close. It's absolutely not close. Uh, how about the Baltimore Ravens? Rashad Bateman and Marquise Brown. Exciting young players, two former first-round picks spread across three seasons. I ain't taking them over Tyreek Hill, and I'm not taking them over Jalen Waddell. Pittsburgh, Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool, another really good young pairing, drafted on day two in 2019 and 2020. They'll be highly productive. They'll probably be even more productive without Ben Roethlisberger in the lineup. But I'm not taking them over Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Cincinnati's interesting because, of course, the connection that exists between Jamar Chase and Jalen Waddle is one that that uh, large scale media is going to point at and do like the Nelson laugh from The Simpsons, like ha ha. The Dolphins screwed it up. They couldn't can't believe they could have had Jamar Chase and they didn't draft them like as if Jamar Chase would have the season Jamar Chase had if he was playing in Miami this past year. We'd all be like, whoa, the Dolphins screw up. Can't believe they didn't take Jalen Waddle. Um, Cincinnati does have a strong one through three. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd. Uh, but the, this, we're looking for one-two punches, right? And T. Higgins is the outside guy. Tyler Boyd is the guy who's going to play in the slot. Uh, Jamar Chase, here, here's how I would choose to stack this. You have to take the one for the one and the two for the two. So Miami's one is Tyreek Hill. With what they're paying him, what they've invested in him, Miami's number one receiver is Tyreek Cincinnati's is Jamar Chase. Would I rather have 
Tyreek Hill, or Jamar Chase. Jamar had an excellent season. But I'd still absolutely take Tyreek Hill. And then would I have rather have Jalen Waddell or T. Higgins? Well, you know, T was a second round pick in 2020. Um, he he really turned it on in stretches this year. But give me Jalen Waddle. So I'd rather have, you know, this is one of those tie goes to the home team type situations. I would much rather have Miami's duo because I'd rather have their wide receiver one over Cincinnati's wide receiver one, and I'd rather have their wide receiver two over Cincinnati's wide receiver two. The beat goes on. So far, this is this exercise has been pretty elementary, pretty straightforward. If you're looking for another straightforward decision in your life, might I recommend some Built Bar? Built Bar is a protein bar. Tastes like a candy bar. These things are high in protein, high in fiber, but low in calories and low in sugar. They have 100% chocolate on all of their bars. Best of all, you can visit Built.com. See the vast array of flavors that they have. They have something for everybody. And then you can get 15% off your next order by visiting Built.com and use promo code LOCK15. It's Built.com, promo code LOCK15 to save 15% off your next order. The world's most delicious protein bar. Thank me later. Indianapolis Colts, Michael Pittman and Paris Campbell. You tell me, would you rather have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell? Yes, of course you would. Jacksonville Jaguars. I. So it's not the decision that's hard. It's who I want to define as the one and two, because they just signed Christian Kirk to crazy dollars, and they just signed Zay Jones in free agency, but they do have Marvin Jones as well. Good football players, not on the caliber of Tyreek Hill, any of them. And Jalen Waddell, I think, has showcased his potential at a level that it exceeds what those players have showcased throughout multiple seasons in the NFL. Open and shut. Houston, Texans, Brandon Cooks, Nico Collins. You tell me, would you rather have Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddell? Of course you would. Tennessee, I think if AJ or if um, Julio Jones is still here to go with AJ Brown, this conversation could get interesting. That said, AJ Brown and Robert Woods is a really highly accomplished and good complementary set of receivers. Robert Woods being traded to Tennessee as part of a a salary dump for the Rams this year. Uh, A.J. Brown looking to get a new contract. We don't know how long he's going to stay in Tennessee. But as things currently stand, of the wide receiver combos that we have met thus far through this exercise, I would venture to say that Tennessee's one-two punch is probably the second closest to Miami's behind Cincinnati. Brown and Robert Woods is a really, really good combo. And I like both of those guys in that offense with how much they're going to run the football. So props to, to Tennessee for a good move. Uh, we'll see how it materializes from here uh, on if they can add a little bit more depth to that wide receiver room and potentially get over that hump that they've been stuck on for the last couple of years. Kansas City Chiefs. 
the team that Miami took Tyreek Hill from. Of course, their receiver room is not going to look the same without him. They have Juju Smith-Schuster, who they signed in free agency. They signed Marquez Valdez-Scantling in free agency. And they have Miko Hardman as a second-round pick. I think you know my answer on, on where I would rather be. The Denver Broncos. This is interesting. There's some good talent here. Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy is the one-two punch. Tim Patrick is a very good three. Uh, Judy's got to figure out the drops issues that he's had. It was good to see Cortland Sutton bounce back and, and um, be healthy this year uh, for the Broncos. I'm taking Miami's, but I'm curious. I'm, I'm trying to figure out where I would slot this group. This is probably a it's a top five group right now of the teams that we've explored. And we've got two teams left to go uh, in the AFC. We have the Raiders, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro. I, with all due respect to Brian Edwards, I'm going to put Hunter Renfro in that two spot. So here's the thing. Here's what's interesting. This is the first receiver one that I would take over Tyreek Hill. Devontae Adams is a better all-around player, in my opinion, than what Tyreek Hill is. And Jalen versus Hunter Renfro, Jalen obviously has a physical dynamic speed advantage, and he outproduced Hunter last year, in which instead of Devontae Adams, you had Zay Jones. So I would take the wide receiver one with the Raiders, but I would take the wide receiver two for Miami, and I think the separation from the wide receiver twos is larger than the separation in the wide receiver ones. So you can go ahead and put me down for the Dolphins here as well. Which brings us to the last team in the AFC, the Los Angeles Chargers. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams is your one-two punch. And Mike Williams had a huge breakout year this past year in a contract year, earned himself $20 million per season contract, three years, $60 million. Good for him. Keenan Allen, one of the most productive wide receivers in all of the NFL, one of the best route runners in all the NFL. I'd put Tyreek over Keenan, and I would put Jalen over Mike, which means for my money, Miami has the best wide receiver duo in the entire AFC. But as promised, we're not just doing the AFC. We're doing the NFC as well. And we're going to start with the Philadelphia Eagles. Devontae Smith, Jalen Rager. Good combo. Oh, Devontae Smith's a good pick. Not going to put him on that. But higher on. C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, Dallas Cowboys. C.D. Lamb is a stud. C.D. Lamb this year without Amari Cooper. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up being a top five receiver in the NFL as far as production goes. And Michael Gallup coming back off the injury with no Amari Cooper and no, uh, I guess they brought in James Washington to kind of be that wide receiver three, uh, like Cedric Wilson was for them after Michael Gallup went down last year. But, um, Gallup's a good player, and I wouldn't be surprised to see if they end up drafting a wide receiver because they, they run a lot of 11 personnel there. Um, 
but while CD Lamb is good, he's not Tyreek Hill good. Jalen Waddle, it's a clean sweep. Terry McLaurin, uh, Chris Sims or Cam Sims or Diami Brown with Washington. I guess you could say Curtis Samuel, but he missed all of last year with injury. Yes. Right. We're going to go ahead and go with Washington. Um, Kenny Galladay and Sterling Shepard. You can see where this is going. I mean, we have three divisions to go, and we'll have a couple interesting conversations to have along the way. Green Bay. Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, Jawan Winfrey right now. They're going to draft one, if not two, receivers, and they might sign people. Um, it's not close. Arno Mooney and Byron Pringle, Chicago Bears. It's not close. Minnesota. This is fun. Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. And if you'd asked me this question with Adam Thielen from two or three years ago, I'd probably take Minnesota's group. Justin Jefferson now is a top five receiver in the NFL. How good he runs his routes, how explosive he is, how reliable his hands are, how good he is to catch. Justin Jefferson's the real deal. But Adam Thielen's slowing down. Uh, injuries are now starting to be a thing. And because of that, I can't in good conscience choose that group to roll with, which leaves us with Miami still sweeping the field. Detroit Lions, Amon Ross St. Brown and DJ Chark. It's a fine combo, but you need a wide receiver one in that room. You don't have it. It's not happening. Atlanta Falcons. I'll do the Falcons a favor here. I'll do the, the Falcons two favors here. I'm going to include Kyle Pitts, even though he's a tight end. I'm going to put Kyle Pitts in this group. And then I'm going to also include the Atlanta Falcons receiver who is suspended Calvin Ridley for the season for betting on NFL games last season while away from the team. And I'll still take the Dolphins. Now, Kyle Pitts and Calvin Ridley is a really fun dynamic combo uh, they don't have anything behind it but regardless um i can certainly see a path for if calvin ridley ends up coming back and he does not get traded which you had requested a trade you could have an interesting conversation with kyle pitts's ceiling and calvin ridley being as good as he was before this past year in which he spent so much time away from the team but Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle is still going to, to take precedence here as we move to Carolina. DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. I like DJ Moore. I think he gets a bad rap. Uh, Robbie Anderson's a nice little player, too. Um, and, and you saw some of his potential, uh, not this year, but last year, as far as creating some explosive plays. This group is good, but they're... They don't have somebody of the Tyreek Hill caliber. And the de facto falling back on, well, they don't have a Tyreek Hill type. There's like four or five receivers in the NFL that you could put in that light. And that's automatically going to win you all the rest of these matchups. How about Tampa Bay? I think Tampa Bay is an interesting one. You have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. And I think I might actually take Evans and Godwin. And here's the reason why. The complementary skill sets that exist 
with high point ability, physicality, Mike Evans' size, how explosive Chris Godwin is. Of course, he's coming back from an injury, so we don't know what that's going to look like. Uh, he's playing on the franchise tag, or he was franchise tagged at the start of this offseason again. Uh, highly, highly, highly productive players. The depth of the production, the scoring production is high. I think Evans and Godwin might be the one-two punch that I would take because even in Cincinnati, we had when we had the conversation about Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, those are both bigger physical guys. Here you've got a tower in Mike Evans, and you've got Chris Godwin, where it's like salt and pepper, peanut butter jelly, right? They, they, they just the, the combination works so well together. And I look at Miami with Jalen and Tyreek Hill, and yes, we're going to have an F1 team at wide receiver this year. But both of those guys being the same body type, the same style, I really like the complementary skill set that Tampa Bay has to offer. Now, what's differentiating that from what we did with Atlanta with Kyle Pitts and Calvin Ridley is consistency and production over time. That's how you get into the pantheon of being considered uh, in this light as, as it perceives to being an NFL wide receiver. RockAuto.com is a family business who's been providing auto parts customers with high-quality service online for the last 20 years. So whether you're shopping for engine control modules, brake parts, taillights, motor oil, or even new carpet for your classic or daily driver, RockAuto.com has everything you need in one easy-to-navigate catalog, and in just a few clicks, you can get everything delivered directly to the front door. Best of all, price of the same at rockauto.com for both professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why would you shop anywhere else and spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So visit rockauto.com for all your auto parts needs and write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliable little prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Currently undergoing one of those brain fart moments where I did Atlanta, I did Tampa, I did Carolina. Who in the heck is the fourth team in the NFC South? This is how you know you've had a long week. New Orleans. Duh, dude. Uh, Michael Thomas and Marquez Callaway. Michael Thomas is an interesting conversation because, again, he's a different skill set than Tyreek Hill, but the Saints don't have anything behind him that would, that would challenge Jalen Waddle. And because of that, we're going to roll into the NFC West. Four teams to go with only one team that I think made a compelling argument that I would take over what Miami has to offer. How the times have changed. Arizona, DeAndre Hopkins. And Rondale Moore, if DeAndre Hopkins was healthy, this would be a, a lot harder decision if the Cardinals went out and got a wide receiver. Team. <laughs> uh, DeAndre Hopkins, when healthy, is one of the three best wide receivers in all of them. He can do everything. He runs routes. He's physical. He can win after the game. Like, he does it all. Dominant football player. Uh, so we hope to see him back and healthy. But this wide receiver room does not have the top heaviness that's required. San Francisco, Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. 
Debo can do, and no, let's start here. Mike McDaniel did not say, I want to use Tyreek in the Debo Samuel role. Mike McDaniel was asked about it at the owners' meetings and was quoted as saying something along the lines of, there will be some overlap, but Debo's role grew in time, and there are certain things that one player can do that another player won't. So if you see anybody trying to make the headline that the Dolphins are going to try to use Tyree Kill like like Mike McDaniel used Debo Samuel, just know that's not what he said. That's not what the quote was. And when you take four words out of four paragraphs and you use it without context, I digress. I think Tyree Kill, his vast... Uh, production year over year versus Debo Samuel having the blow up that he did this year is enough for me to side with Tyree. Uh, and, and while Ayuk is an exciting player, first round pick, I know Miami really liked him. They had their eyes on him that year for the draft. I'm taking Miami. Seattle is an interesting one. In a vacuum, in a vacuum, I might take Metcalf and Lockett for the same motivating factor in which I was talking about with Tampa Bay. Metcalf is a height, weight, speed, vertical, down the field type of player who is an absolute monster physically. And Tyler Lockett, who might be the best route runner in all football. And very much has the ability to challenge you in different ways that DK Metcalf cannot. The lack of redundancy there makes this a really tempting one. Now, what's interesting is it sounds like Seattle's open to trading one or both of these players amidst their rebuild. And if that happens, like, yeah, they'll flush down the toilet. Like, Penny Hart and Freddie Swain are your next receivers in line, and Dwayne Eskridge, who you drafted in the second round last year. But if the existing combo of Metcalf and Lockett sustains itself, I probably, because of the complementary skill set, side with those two as a pair. It's just a one-two punch combo. And by the way, Miami has better depth. Devontae Parker is wide receiver three or four uh, than both of the teams that I have mentioned with combos that I would consider taking over. And then you have the Rams, uh, which is another interesting one out in the NFC West. Allen Robinson and Cooper Cup. If Allen Robinson is still the Allen Robinson that we saw before the offense in Chicago absolutely positively fell apart the last years under Matt Nagy, I'd probably take this combo as well. Cup is a phenomenal player. Obviously, his production last year speaks for itself. He was on pace there for a while for 2,000 receiving yards. Uh, And Allen Robinson, if he physically is still the same player, that, again, complementary skill set is one that I I would gravitate towards. Uh, But if Allen Robinson is not the same player, if Allen Robinson has slowed down, then I'm taking Ty and Jalen Waddle, which means Miami's wide receiver combo right now is guaranteed top four in the NFL. 
And my, like if Mike Evans and Allen Robinson do slow down, it could be top two. And if Seattle trades either Tyler Lockett or DK Metcalf, there's a world that very easily exists in which this is the top one, two punch wide receiver combo in all of football. And if you think I'm being a homer right now, that's fine, but go back and listen to Monday. I was very honest about where Tua Tagovailoa stacked amongst AFC quarterbacks in that tier, in those tiers. The talent that's been acquired in Tyreek Hill and the benefits that the team should reap of that cannot be overstated. This is a massive position the Dolphins find themselves in. It's a huge win for this offseason. And again, if you get around to the end of April and the draft comes on and you're bored, when that 29th pick comes on the clock, watch whatever highlight package they have for that player. And then go put on the Tyree Kill highlights and ask yourself who you'd rather have in a gotta have it year for Chris Greer, for Tua Tungvaloa. Who would you rather have? I know my answer. I hope to see you guys again later this week. Planning on doing Power of the Pod coming back after a brief hiatus. We've had a lot of action the last couple of weeks over the start of the league year. So we're going to get back into Power of the Pod. Plan accordingly. Kyle Krabs, locked on Dolphins, fins up. Keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins. Make it a good one. I'll talk with you guys again tomorrow.